I think I'm just going with my gut here. Okay. I think Texas, hmm. as much as it doesn't make sense whatsoever, I just feel like Bruce Bochy knows how to manage stuff. He's got the most experience uh, out of any of the AL managers other than Dusty in terms of, like I think, overall numbers. But Bochy's won three World Series. He knows how to win a World Series. Like This team, they're a fun team. If their pitching is just okay, just okay. I think that they can take down the Rays. I think they can take down the O's, even though I want the O's to win. And that matchup of the Texas teams would be must-see TV with the rivalry they had in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And I think that it would be better for Texas. I think Texas would, would win that series if everything comes back healthy. I don't know. It's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. That's what I'm going to go for. And I think Texas will be in the World Series. And that was the voice of my colleague, Michael Greenwood, from our last podcast, the postseason preview about a month ago at this point. And wow, has quite a bit changed in that time span. Uh, my genius is showing. <laughs> my postseason prediction totally blew up in my face, while yours was pretty darn close. It was almost perfect. Though we did determine... Uh, did we determine who you actually chose to win the World Series? Uh, if I'm being honest, I think I probably chose Texas. If I remember properly, also uh, Biscuit, our friend Taylor, he messaged me and said that I needed to retract any uh, <laughs> any prediction of the Phillies winning because I don't jinx it. Um, so I think I'm pretty sure I picked Texas to win it in terms of with that the final matchup. Um, that's what I think. I think it was back and forth when we when we did it. I don't know if I ever actually made up my mind, but Tex Texas was in the World Series, so I got that right. Yeah, you, you're facilitating a little bit. But yeah. anyway, as you may be aware, the Rangers, a team who, especially in the past decade and a half, has had to endure a lot of postseason disappointment. <laughs> yeah, they being down the last strike uh, in 2010. 2011. 2011, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, twice. They lost, they lost in 2010, though, as well. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, they are the world champions of baseball for 2023, yep. winning in five games over the up-and-coming Arizona Diamondbacks. Boo. It just comes to show that even a broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, look at you. Look at you with the phrases today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. With that said... What am I doing here, people? <laughs> with that said, welcome to the Junk Baller Podcast. Uh, this is Kevin Otterbein introducing this time. Uh, first time. Look first at this. time. Yeah, I had everything prepared. I prepared an opening. I prepared my notes. So I'm actually a little more up to speed than I usually am. He's ahead of me right now. I'm 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 behind. <laughs> but uh as you can hear, my colleague Michael Greenwood is with me. Peaches, how you feeling? Uh I'm kinda glad the season's over, to be honest, especially with how my team's the Phillies ended. Um but yeah, I just kind of a not a really fun world I didn't watch the World Series, other than a couple highlights from Game One, really, I I didn't I didn't have any interest. It was too hard for me to watch after the Phillies lost, and honestly, I don't think I missed much. To be honest, like other than Game One, there really wasn't anything fun to watch in terms of the World Series, and 
the postseason in general, other than maybe a couple Phillies and Braves games and uh, game one of the World Series, was there really a game where you were like, wow, this is great TV? Can you think of any? I couldn't think of even the World Series matchup as great television, honestly. Uh, unless you you are a hardcore baseball fan, yeah. or if you're from one of these cities, Phoenix or Dallas yeah. or from any of those states, no one really cares about this matchup. Yeah, I would have watched if the Phillies were um, if the Phillies were, didn't get that far. Like I think if the Phillies lost in the division round, I might have watched the World Series because I wouldn't have had as much like heartbreak, but. It just was hard to watch the Diamondbacks. I'm glad that Texas won. I, I did not want the Diamondbacks to go on and win, uh, to that uh, the World Series. But I don't. I think I would have watched if the Phillies were didn't even make the playoffs, or I would have watched if they had been eliminated earlier. But because they had just gotten eliminated in Game Seven, yeah, that was tough. Um, yeah, like the championship series, both series went to Game Seven, and we can't even remember thinking it was a good series. What, like, what happened? what is like please also if you if you think you know the answer of what is going on with baseball in the postseason like let us know like something's off i this is probably going to be one of my hot takes i'm going to insert in here this is one of the consequences of parody when you have the the big teams the powerhouses the braves the dodgers Mm -hmm. getting eliminated so early yeah you kind of have this chaos i think with the teams that are still good but they're not like the elite squads. Yeah. And also kind of like some of the star players weren't really in the world, like in the playoffs, like Trout and Otani weren't in. Judge wasn't in. Um, those are the top three right there that I could you could think of. You know, Julio Rodriguez wasn't in. Um, no. It's just a lot of good players. Like, like the Cardinals weren't in, so you didn't have Goldschmidt and Arenado. Like a lot of these all-star, like top-tier players were not in. And then the Dodgers got eliminated quick by the Diamondbacks. Like in Mookie and Freddie went zero for twenty one or something like that in that series with or one for twenty one with one hit, which was a infield dribbler as far as I remember, um, by one of them. So when you're right, when this chaos happens, it can be good sometimes, but the TV it didn't. What's the word I'm looking for? It didn't um, reflect good TV based off of the chaos that yeah. ensued. I mean, Galen is a good pitcher for a Diamondbacks, but he's no Schilling or Johnson. No. Um, no. And the Rangers, while they do have people on that team that are really good, like Corey Seager, who had a heck of a season and would have won MVP if not for Otani, mm. yeah. honestly, mm-hmm. winning World Series MVP. It's just there's not really anything that stands out. Now, Game one showed promise. I was like, wow, this is a good game one. Maybe the yeah. rest of the series will be competitive. But after that, it was like... And it was the meh. lowest ratings of any World Series in history, even with COVID. Yeah. It was lowest ever in history, which is sad. I mean, it's been on a steady decline for the last six, seven years now after the Cubs and um, Cleveland World Series. But even before that, it was going it declined, but then jumped up because that series was fantastic. But since then, it's been going down yeah. each year. Um, it took a bump up, I think, last year compared to the year before with uh, Houston and the Braves in it, I believe. It did. Um, but then after, then this year was just terrible. And it's to be fair, do you know any Diamondbacks fans? No. No. You don't. I mean, we don't even know any Texas Rangers fans in this area. Like, if you were going to get a big market team, like Texas, I feel like, is a big market team. Diamondbacks, 
kind of. I mean, they have a big area, but they don't. You don't think of yeah, Diamondbacks are like a baseball town, baseball team, and everything. It's just yeah. like just Phoenix. Yeah, it's kind of sad. So, uh, yeah, we weren't necessarily impressed with the postseason and the World Series in general. Um, and my team made it, obviously, with the Phillies, but they had some good moments. I mean, I was at one of the games. I was at the wild card game where they clinched and moved on. But uh, they beat the Braves. That was fantastic. Great. Like we have the Braves' number in the postseason. Regular season, they have our number. You but po- postseason, we they, the Phillies blew it. The Phillies freaking blew yeah, it. Yeah, I would say it was more the Phillies losing than the Diamondbacks winning. Correct. Honestly. And I think everyone agree with that, except for maybe the Diamondbacks players and teams. Yeah. Like you, you going home three two, and you have two games at home to finish out the series with uh, Nola being one of the starters and Ranger, who was a good postseason pitcher. Who had lowest ERA in postseason history given the amount of starts, the minimum this amount of starts. I think it was like six or seven. And you couldn't get it done. The the bats just went away in the NLCS. Yeah. With the exception of a game or two, like the Phillies scored ten runs in game two. Yeah. The the I think I heard the um the pitching coach or the pitching kind of strategy changed after the first two games. They just decided, you know, we're just gonna make them try to swing and miss. And the Phillies were doing it. They were just swinging at everything. Like, come on, you guys are, it's not like they're a young team. They are in their thirty, early 30s or late 20s, most of them, and they should know how to lay off pitches. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just, uh, I, I couldn't, <laughs> Kevin and I, we were planning to do a uh, World Series preview uh, podcast, but we just, I just told him I couldn't do it right after the Phillies lost. I, I couldn't do it. I It would have been a very miserable time for, for me and probably every listener on the podcast <laughs> yeah. that um, we saved it till now. And so we're sorry for that, for, for waiting so long, um, making you guys wait so long. But, uh, you know, we're here now. We're, we're sad that baseball is no more in the sense that we can't watch baseball. I know I am because I am counting on the days till spring training. Yeah. But I think we're happy that the season's kind of over and done with and we yeah. can kind of start anew. Because um, there was a lot that happened in 2023, but not necessarily things that were memorable. In because ter- so Kevin and I were talking a little bit before. Kev, what's the one thing you remember about this season, other than the po- other than the postseason that just happened, the regular season? What do you um, remember? I mean, and I was I was asleep for this game, but the one moment that comes to mind is Armand's perfect game. Oh, that's right. I totally you forgot, forgot about that. that. Yeah, that, that's another thing too. Is like the season is full of moments like that that you just forget about. It's like, oh yeah, that's something that happened. Yeah, uh, because it was against the A's, and who cares? But it was a perfect game. Yeah, uh, the fourth one in Yankees history, and it was by Armand, who was essentially let go a couple yeah. days ago. <laughs> oh yeah, that, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, not not everybody was happy that he touched the perfect game to begin with because of the history and the suspensions. Correct. Yeah. But still, I mean, it was a substantial moment. Perfect games. We haven't had one in eleven years. Yeah. Uh, after having what three over that couple of year time span? Yeah, it was in the like, late two yeah, thousands, like, early twenty tens. Yeah, because you had Felix, Matt Cain, and uh, Halliday, and Burley, and too. Burley. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I forget about Mark Burley and Dallas Braden. Oh, Dallas Braden. And Philip Umber. Oh, Philip Umber, the yeah. most, the <laughs> least memorable pitcher to ever pitch a perfect game. Philip I mean, Umber. Philly, yeah. uh, people remember uh, Armando Galarraga um, more than they remember yeah. Philip Umber. <laughs> I do, at least. Yeah. But, is it Armando Galarraga? Yeah. Yeah, it's Armando. Yeah. Um, not Andres Galarraga. Not Andres Galarraga, no. Completely different, different player. player. Different player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just didn't really remember 
like something memorable. I I I was trying to remember something great, other than something that happened in the postseason, like something great. Like the Phillies obviously had Michael Lorenzen's no hitter, but you know there wasn't like some like memorable like it, someone didn't get like a milestone hit or anything. Like Miggy retired, um, Joey Votto might retire, so that's sad in that sense. But you know there wasn't like a three thousand strikeout, there wasn't a three thousandth hit, there wasn't. Um, like a guy hitting his 500th home run. There wasn't a guy. Was there a guy? Hitting? No, there wasn't. I don't think there was. No. I was trying to think. I don't think there was even a guy hitting. Stone. I don't think there was a guy hitting a 400th home run. I don't think. Did Stanton hit his 400th here this year? He might have. He might have. But yeah. I don't even remember it. Yeah. I like. I don't remember it. No. Uh, so, and, you know, Trout was hurt again. Otani got hurt again. Yeah. Judge got hurt. That was like those got those guys getting yeah. hurt were bad for baseball. And look at the Dodgers pitching staff. Like Arias got the domestic violence that hurt them. Kershaw got hurt in the middle of the season. Walker Buehler was out for the entire year. Dustin May got hurt. Like the Dodgers are like watchable TV pitching, and they didn't have any of their star pitchers. And then the the Rays had all their star pitchers get hurt. So you're just starting to see like these. And Degrom was out for the year. Like you just yeah. speaking of which, Degrom he got made fun of that he wanted to bring a world series to texas in the offseason boom he just he's like screw you guys well there there were six uh former new york baseball players on that team that won the world series with the rangers so the lesson is don't go to, go to new york if you want a stepping stone yeah. to a title and two phillies travis jankowski and um bamboo brad bad miller brad and, miller and chap Freaking Chapman. Yeah. <laughs> he he leaves the Yankees twice, and after he leaves, he gets a World Series I both saw, times. I saw a stat with Chapman. He is, uh, he's been on the roster, playoff World Series winning teams that have ended the biggest droughts in World Series. Like, cause the Cubs, they ended their longest drought of, like, the last two teams to have the, like, the longest droughts, he's ended them with the Cubs and the Rangers. Of course. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for him. Yeah. Congratulations. But, yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, uh, Josh Donaldson being released was a highlight for my ah, year. Yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, same thing for uh, the Phillies, I guess, when we got rid of... Uh, did we have a double in the beginning of the roster? I can't even remember. I, I don't even remember. But I don't think the Phillies had any time where we're like, thank God he's gone. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it was a double. I think the double was gone at the end of the last year. God, it, everything is just blending in together. Yeah. But I guess the memorable moment for me was when Trey Turner... Uh, got the standing ovation and started turning into freaking MVP caliber play. Like he was an MVP after that standing ovation. It's ridiculous how good he was. Yeah, sometimes you just have to hit your lowest low and it bounce right back. And he did well in the postseason as well. Yeah, he struggled the last couple games. Like, well, the, everybody did. Yeah, the, as soon as they went to Arizona, they, the entire offense just struggled, except for the one game where they hit three home, three or four home runs. That was game five, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's, if you can let us know what your favorite memorable moment was of the 2023 regular season, that would be great. Because I was talking with Kev before the podcast. The one thing that I see on Twitter that was the best moment of the re- of the entire year was before the regular season even started. It was the World Baseball Classic with the Trout and Otani. Which Came, was great. It, it was a great at-bat. It was must-watch TV. The best hitter coming up against the best pitcher arguably like the two highlights play teammates in the regular season and hopefully they won't be teammates in, anymore because Otani and Trout will go somewhere else I think that yeah that's another yeah. topic uh 
But or uh, what about Ellie De La Cruz with this super hot start before coming back down to earth? Yeah, like if like, he actually stayed hot, it would have been a great story. But even Corbin Carroll, who's probably going to win Rookie of the Year, he's yeah. a boring player. <laughs> he's a really boring player. He's yeah. fast and he can hit, but he's boring. Yeah. Ellie De La Cruz kind of got that flash to him. Um, anyway, so that uh, there's not a ton. Would you say that 2023 was a success, or do you think it was a failure in terms of baseball? I mean, the regular season had promise. You had increased television ratings. Yeah. You had more people in the ballpark. Yeah. The rate, the rules change as well. I'm still on the fence about. We'll get to that. They still they sped up the game and yeah. they made it a little more interesting. Yeah, it crashed with the postseason. I think the postseason really did a damper on the yeah. 2023 season. It really did. Like, like I said, we're strong baseball fans, very like diehard baseball fans, and we were not really t- talking about the postseason that much at all. No. I was talking with my friends about the Phillies, but other than that, like I wasn't like, oh yeah, did you see this? Did you see that? We weren't talking about it. Like there was just no life or just like no like holy crap did you see what they just did moments in baseball and that, i feel like that happens all the time in football and i feel like that happens all the time in basketball i don't pay attention that much to hockey but um that's it's well it I, was lacking something in the postseason i mean yeah. that's why i was hoping for the phillies to at least get to the world series because it would be something interesting because yeah. we live in this area yeah and it has interesting players on it harper and schwarber and Turner. You know, Castellanos and Turner, J- JT Real Muto, and the pitching that's, staff that's with Wheeler and Nola. I mean, they're, it's an interesting team. Yep. Arizona's white bread to me. Yeah. Who, who like, on that team? Ketel Marte and Corbin Carroll are the two most, like, two best players on that team. Yeah. And they're not even, if you asked a random person who they are, they wouldn't remember. Who, they don't know who they are. No. They don't even know the pitching staff. I mean, Evan Longoria is probably the one people that might get. Oh, but I forgot it. But forgot like, he was on that exactly, team. Exactly. You forget yeah. he's on that team. God, what a terrible... Oh, this is so frustrating. <laughs> this is so frustrating to yeah. talk about. But, but I, 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 I definitely echo your sentiment. I'm sad, I'm sad that the baseball season itself is over and we have to wait until spring training. But the other hand, it is a relief because... It, it kind of dragged toward the end. And I'm did. just kind of like, I kind of want it to be over so we could hit the reset button yeah. and start over next year. Yeah, I agree. Especially with the Yankees. I think it's time to, you know, regroup and everything. Mm-hmm. And with the Phillies, you kind of just want to get this bad taste out of your mouth and move on. Um, luckily, the, the Eagles are doing well. And the Sixers are off to a hot start, which I didn't see happening. I didn't think that we'd be doing well, but um, it's a little bit easier to transition. But It's easier not having... Uh, particular people in your locker room either what do you mean like harden oh yeah yes yeah. i thought you're talking about like the eagles or phillies oh yes no, much no, no, much easier no, no. and simmons yeah, yeah. which we which the nets, have. Yeah, what's the nets I, have? I don't even know how the nets are doing <laughs> i saw i saw he was hurt again and that's all i yeah. know oh jeez. this is a baseball podcast not a yeah. basketball not other sports podcast but yeah. um we always make that reference whenever we seem to get off topic with other sports like all right this is a baseball podcast <laughs> um but yeah i thought that this season as a whole kind of was a success in the the rule changes i grew on i was growing with the rules i still think that they need to be tweaked a little bit in terms of just the flow of the game i don't know what but um, I think it was a success with how the rules were implemented. 
And well, how many infractions did, can you think of where they had in the postseason? One? I only remember one happening. I can't remember any others. So that was pretty good. Like We were all worried that it was going to be really uh, wonky and kind of hard to get through. Like It was just going to be up. Oh, there's going to be so many violations. There's going to be so many violations. Kind of got the kinks out. It was good. Game time was much quicker. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that the ratings were up, which was good. I also think that it's because teams that were bad before are starting to get like good again, and like the bigger markets, like the Phillies, start, started selling sold out almost every game, I think, or close to it. Um, and you know, the Orioles came back, and that's a fairly—it's not a huge market, but it's the—it's the Northeast. Um, so you're starting to get teams that were worse that are starting to get people back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 2023 season. Over and done with. Yeah. Um, I've gotten used to the rule changes more than I've accepted them. I'm still, I guess, a purist in that respect. I don't like them in principle, but I know that there had to be changes that that were that need to be made to kind of get things going yeah. in terms of the speed of the game and with the shifts in particular, how ridiculous those were. Yeah, they they were a necessity to the game, and as the season went along, I was like, okay, it's it's not my favorite thing, but I've accepted it. I've gotten used to it. Yeah. One thing that I still disagree with, and I think we talked about this a little bit, is that you gotta be, I think, more consistent with the rules from the regular season to the postseason. If you're gonna have a ghost runner in the regular season and then not have it in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I think you need to have it one way or the other. Yeah. You got to either go all in with it or just not use it entirely. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I 100% agree. I think I texted you about that. I was you like, did, I was yeah. like, what? Why is, why do they go back to the old way? Like, it's just, uh, but yeah. Um, I think the rest they kept though, like the pitch clock was still there. Yeah. And yeah. all the other rules are still there. Yeah. Effect. That that's my still my f- least favorite rule change and the one they need to stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we move on, just want to let everyone know if you have any comments or anything, let us know on the Instagram or Twitter, however you follow follow us about you know the twenty twenty three season. Also, you can text us whatever. Um, kind of just letting us know what your opinion on is about the twenty twenty three season. What could be changed? What do you think was bad about it? Um, obviously. It wasn't a great World Series, kind of like a letdown and wasn't a lot of like highlights and everything, but just let us know. And um, yeah, wanted to say that before we move on to uh, our next topic, which is the awards that are going to be presented to the players, which there really isn't a tight race for a lot of them. It's a a lot like the, the postseason, I think. It's not anything incredibly competitive. Yeah, it's not like Tony, um, not Tony Kemp. Uh, Matt Kemp, Matt Kemp. And, and Ryan Braun, yeah, where no. it was kind of like, oh my gosh, it could go either way. I, I, I think the National League races are a bit more competitive. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's it's still pretty clear, clear cut. I I, I agree. Like Acuna is gonna win the NL along with the uh for the MVP. Yeah. Um, Blake Snell is gonna win MVP or uh, Cy Young for the NL. It was gonna like Gallon and um. There was one other uh, guy. Webb? No, not Webb. It was the Chicago, the, uh, Chicago Cubs pitcher. He kind of fell off like the last six oh, starts. Oh, uh, Steele? Yeah, Steel? yeah, Justin Steele. Yeah. Um, he fell off the last month of the season because <laughs> he had a great ERA and was like, well, he might 
compete with it. Yeah. But then Snell just Snell, I think pitched in the seventh inning like once or twice this year. But he's going to win the Cy Young. It's kind of sad. Yeah, and he he's a walk machine. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't allow the hits, but he he'll yeah. walk. Um, and he's a free agent too. So if he wins a Cy Young, he's going to get extra money, yeah. um, which he will. Um, and then rookie of the year is going to be Corbin Carroll. That's not even close with the races, honestly. Yeah. Elliot De La Cruz was going to give him a run for his money after the first couple of weeks, but then, good lord, Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he'd even. I don't even know how many first place votes he would get. No, I, I, De La Cruz no, I don't at this think, point. No, Corbin Carroll is going to should get yeah. all of them, in yeah. my opinion. If someone votes for someone other than Corbin Carroll, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And then with the AL, you, you know more about the AL than I do, but yeah. it shouldn't be. Cole should win this Cy Young, right? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Um, Cole's just had a, a great year. You know, under one whip, a 2.63 ERA. Um, the, the closest guys that might, you know, at least make it a little interesting is Sonny Gray. But Former he, Yankee Sonny yeah, Gray. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I Whenever it, a player leaves the Yankees and does well, I call it the Sonny Gray syndrome. Yeah. And I, I think if you go to baseball reference, you'll see exactly why that is. Speaking of which, I saw a prediction page, and they said that Frankie Montas was going to get traded to somewhere and become the next Sonny Gray type of thing because as soon as he leaves the Yankees, he would do well. Yeah. Um, but So I, I just want to tangent off. Being a Philadelphia fan, I have grown up, and I've never really liked the Yankees. I wasn't yes. told to hate the Yankees growing up, but they it's were, what you did. Yeah. But it's what you did. It's yeah. kind of like the Cowboys with the eat, like with just you're, they're America's team type of thing, right? Um, but being Kev's friend for the last ten years, I've kind of have a little bit of a soft spot for the Yankees, and not having them in the postseason and not seeing Kev kind of like talking about them, it kind of made me a little bit sad because. They are good for baseball. And with that, I think next year it's going to be the Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series because MLB is like, screw this. We need more (laughs) ratings, and we're going to do whatever we can to have the Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series, which as a baseball fan, I don't like. But for the general audience, it would be good because they have the star power. But uh, I just thought it was a good a good tangent now that we were talking about the Yankees. I'm like, it was kind of a little bit sad not having the Yankees be like, the powerhouse because it's, it's you want a team to hate yeah. and you couldn't really hate the Yankees this year because they're like oh, they kind of suck yeah so yeah it was like, <laughs> well for first of all the feeling is mutual because growing up in Jersey and growing up in the New York area we didn't have necessarily the softest feelings for Philadelphia yeah um especially if you're a Mets fan oh yeah no yeah y- that's Yankees, one thing the Yankees and Phillies can agree on yeah. Mets fans suck yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh no, I, I mean, and, and that's one of the other reasons why I wanted to see the Phillies make it is because, you know, all my friends here are pretty much are Phillies fans. Yeah. And I want to see you guys get involved and get excited and yeah. cheer on your teams. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, it makes me miss the days, at least from the Yankee fan perspective, when people hated us, like, really hard because yeah. that meant we were good. Yeah. I mean. It's lost its luster. Like, I'm sorry we're going on a tangent with this, but I feel like it's important for us to let people know, like, there's not that type of – um, like nostalgia or not the not nostalgia like superior superiority when you're joining the Yankees like it's not that same type of like oh yeah I'm a New York Yankee it's not that same type of I think the, I think the word is mystique mystique they yeah, they, they, they like to they like to use that word a lot like the, the Yankees mystique sure <laughs> um, 
Um, but uh, <laughs> this because like example. Well, it's like when you grow up. I mean, one of the teams you play for. It's like oh, you you go and play and you play in Yankee Stadium mm. in the World Series. That's like a dream yeah. for a kid growing up. But now it's like players are like, I really don't want to go to New York. Yeah. Why go to New York? Also. We're going to get into this topic later in the future uh, podcast because it's free agency coming up. But these free agents going to like higher tax rate cities like California, like or in states like California, New York, um, up up in those states, you don't see them as much anymore because you know, look at uh, Degrom and Seager, they went to Texas, and also with the NFL, look at Tyreek Hill, he's going to Miami because lo- he went there instead of going to the Jets because of lower tax rate, and he's not going to get charged as much. But you still see stars going to California, yeah, like in, with the Dodgers and the Padres in particular. Yeah, pa- yeah, you're right. The Padres, well, the Padres traded for Soto. Tatis was traded too. Machado signed there early before everything, yeah. and then Bogart signed. But everything else kind of was a trade. Mostly, I mean Freeman signed. Betts was a trade. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like it give or take. I'm just saying that or or Trout decided to stay. Yeah, he decided. That's a that's an interesting topic. I have a lot of opinions about that. That's again, we have some uh, do a little bit tease right here, but we have a couple podcasts planned uh, for the off season. But right now, let's get back to this to the awards. Sorry for that tangent, everyone. Um, We can do that because, you know, this is our podcast. We can do what we want. Exactly. But um, Um, Cy Young with Garrett Cole. I think that's a pretty clear cub win if they do all the quite surprise and I'll just own it to the sports writers not voting Yankees as awards winners unless they have spectacular seasons or unless you're A-Rod. Yeah. Um, An MVP, I think, is a pretty clear race as well i mean otani he's you know both as a pitcher and as a hitter it's ridiculous you know hitting 300 as a hitter and then what was his stats as a pitcher like before he got yeah below three i think he was around three or below three we haven't seen a guy like him in ages no ever ever we've never seen this well i don't think we've ever seen this we haven't in terms of just being doing both the babe yeah not at 100 miles an hour not, he, Babe Ruth was not throwing 100. No, but, I mean, he's still, he was still... He, he could have been a Hall of Fame pitcher if he stayed as a pitcher. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. But I'm talking about just... All right, let me, let me find his pitching but, but while he's doing that, I think the point is, is that, you know, Otani performing the way that he is, and we pray to God that he, you know, recovers well so he could go get back to pitching and go to a team that'll actually compete yeah oh yes yeah, yeah so 10 and 5 the 3.14 era 167 strikeouts and 132 innings very good pitching stats he he, he he's a pretty solid Cy Young candidate in his own right with those statistics yeah i wonder if he'll get he'll probably get some votes uh but he, he probably don't think he'd be in the top three no i mean he got i think it hurt him that he got injured yeah Pun intended. Yeah. Uh, like, he he finished, so he played at 135 games for batting, and he batted 304 with a 1.06 OPS and uh, 44 homers, 95 RBIs, 20 stolen bases. Um, yeah. He does strike out a lot, surprisingly. Like, he's a good hitter, but he does strike out a lot. He had 143 strikeouts in 135 games. Um, that he, seems to be the trend, though, yeah. in baseball in general, unless you're you know, the couple of players that did hit above 300 like Otani did. Yeah. Or Arise, you know, with yeah. his 350 average. Acuna with the 336 average. Yeah. So it's nice to actually see 
hitters hit above 330. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, the player's making contact. So he finished uh, with 135 games, like I said. He's led the league in home runs, on-base percentage, slugging, OPS, OPS+, plus, and total bases. He led the league in total bases, and he only played 135 games. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He missed literally 30, close to 30 games. Yeah. And... and Oh, not much of an argument. And I think for rookie of the year, I think it's rather clear cut as well. I think Gunnar Henderson yeah. for Baltimore. Yeah. He's, he's, that. that Orioles team is a fun team. Yeah. I think I think if the Orioles had won, I think there might have been a little bit more talk about uh, other than Tech. Because Baltimore is kind of like that homegrown team, whereas Texas is a bought team, also with a lot of homegrown talent, but still like they had some big free agent signings. The Orioles didn't really have a big free agent signing. The Orioles' biggest free agent signing last year was Kyle Gibson. Kyle Gibson. And they won 100 games. Yeah. Give them another year. Yeah, no. This is, like we said, I thought the Diamondbacks, was this was going to be a year too early, but they got to the World Series, so good for them. Um, but, uh, no, I agree. The Orioles, this is, this is their time now. Like, from now till probably the next six years, probably. They, they remind me a bit, and we'll – I mean, the future will tell. They remind me a bit of Houston where they were developing those younger guys where they allowed themselves to be really bad for a bit, but it also gave them time to develop and grow and maybe bring in a piece or two that was needed to win. Yeah, their ownership sucks, though. So it might, Houston's ownership is actually pretty good, yeah. whereas Baltimore's is terrible. So I could That's see them fair. messing it up yeah. quicker than Houston would. Yeah. Because Houston was good from 2016. When did they start getting... When did they turn it around? 20, they Houston? won in 2017. It, it, well, in 2015 was when they beat the Yankees in the wild card Correct. game. Yeah, so 2015, they didn't advance to the ALCS in 2016, I don't think, either. No, no that, they, that, that yeah. was the uh, – in was that the Blue Jays in Cleveland, I think? Yeah. 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 Um, so it, they had two years where they were in the playoffs but weren't um, you know, getting to the World – weren't winning the World Series. But then they've won – uh, the two World Series that they have, and they've been in the championship series five of the last seven years? Was that six or six out of the last seven years? A lot. Yeah, a lot. It's annoying, but I agree. It's the Orioles' time now, and I kind of like it. I know you're a Yankees fan, but the Orioles are like my second, third favorite team probably, um, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. Well, now that they've won 100 games, 101 games, does this mean that they can move their uh, grotesque left field wall back in? Oh, man. I... I want them to. That kind of like ruins Camden Yards for me. I love Camden Yards. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And we can also talk about st- another offseason uh, podcast would be like stadiums and yeah. um, stuff like that. But yeah, the awards are kind of clear cut. There's no race where like, oh, who's going to win it? We can't can't really debate like because Mookie and Okunia, there was a little bit of a debate kind of in August, like because Mookie went on that tear um, for a little bit. But Acuna had a pretty good season. Acuna's a terrible defensive player. I didn't realize how bad he was until I looked up some of his defensive metrics. But he's lazy. He's really lazy. Um, I also don't like him that much as a player. Like he's he's a great player. He's fantastic. But I just don't like the Braves. Yeah, God, the Braves are annoying. Yeah, I mean Acuna was the more consistent player throughout the year. Yeah, I mean maybe if Mookie Betts was able to perform that way from start to finish, he would have a good shot. But when you ha- when you're in the forty seventy club, yeah, it's hard to turn a guy like that down for the MVP. Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, coach, 
I'm trying to think. I don't know who the finalists are for manager of the year, but I feel like uh, Bruce Bochy, I think, could. He, he could. I don't know if he's one of the finalists, though. I, I got to look up the finalists. Right I mean, here. Bruce, think about it. Two years ago, the Rangers lost 100 games, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, th- I think it probably be, would be. Um, I mean, it could be the hide from the Orioles as well. Yeah. That could help him turn that team around. Let's see. Top five. So, um, I was thinking of uh, Brandon Hyde for the Orioles being um, the manager of the year, probably just because they want because they they don't count the re- uh, postseason for manager yeah. of the year. So, I mean, no one expected the Orioles to be that good. Yeah. So, I would think Brandon Hyde would would get it. Um, and I think in the NL, it might be Skip Schumacher for the Marlins, maybe Craig Council. I don't know. I feel like he always kind of gets that recognition, but like the Brewers weren't as necessarily anything to write home about in terms of like surprise. Like they weren't surprised like that they won it. I don't know. Like uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, uh, to, um, Tavolo. What's that his last name? Lavulo. Yeah. We I hated him so much. I can't even pronounce his name. Um, but I thought Skip Schumacher probably would get some recognition because no one expected the Marlins to be in the wild card at least. Um, thought to be like an okay team, but I think they did fairly well. Um, also, they fired their GM after what a terrible move. The they fired their uh, female yeah. the GM, and everyone's claiming I, like uh, like they only fired her because they were because she's a woman or something like that. And I'm like, I kind of see a little bit of it in terms of like she was great. She she made moves that worked out, and then. They seem they seem to do the same thing with Jeter when the Marlins did it too. Like they were like, oh yeah, it's time to get him out. Like after he did some changes and. Well, that's why I say it's a yes and no situation. I think. Yeah. Yes, maybe because of her gender, but yeah. I think also people are a little short sighted. And if you just look at the history of Marlins ownership, just how yeah. trash it's been yeah, it over the last yeah. twenty years. Yeah. But I remember she got fired and was offered the position lower than the guy that was replacing her. And she's like, yeah, no, screw that. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, why would they? No. No. So she got screwed over. I think she should have been. She made great moves at the deadline. She did. Like, I think that she was great. What was her name? I'm so sorry. Uh, Florida Marlins. Florida Marlins. Where do you think she'll land? I think someone will pick her up. Um. Florida Marlins GM Skip Schumacher. That's not right. No. Uh, Kim uh, Ng Ng. I think it's Ng. Probably Ng. Yeah. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. Ng Ng. Yeah. N. Kim Ng. Anyway, um, but she was fantastic as the general manager for the Marlins. For I think she was on it for like uh, she was hired as general manager in 2020, November 13th. So she was man. She was a GM for three years. And um, they they made some moves. I don't understand. I just didn't understand. Um, okay, so here's here's it was the okay it was the first club's postseason appearance other than 2020 since 2003. In October, they declined to exercise her option for the 2024 season, reportedly because she learned that the team sought to hire a president of baseball operations, which would have her second in command in her department. I don't get so, that. So they didn't want to give her more power. They didn't want to give her more power. Yeah. I don't get it. That's she was a, doing great. Like the same thing with a lot of these other managers, the general managers are like, they're doing fine. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to have a president of baseball operations go ahead of you and just make the decision. It's a pretty weak move. Yeah. So, but, I mean, but positive for her is that she could go to a, 
franchise, hopefully, that will care about her abilities. I agree. I agree. She'll land on her feet. But yeah. I think she's. I think she might take some time off, I heard, and kind of, like, figure things out. Yeah. Um, but that was a bad move. There's been some bad moves, kind of. I mean, Buck Showalter got fired. That was... I didn't... Wasn't surprised, but I totally forgot. He, did, he didn't get fired. He, I thought he, put, thought he did. I thought he stepped down. Oh, he might have. It's all saying the same thing. And then look at, uh, we didn't even talk about this, all the manager changes. So um, Bob Melvin, or they fired Gabe Kapler, which makes sense because he's just an average coach <laughs> and he lost that clubhouse and he's a weird guy. Yeah. But then the Padres were like, yeah, you know what? You can interview our coach too. And they're like, yeah. And then Bob Melvin becomes the manager of the Giants, just like that. They're like, what the heck? So uh, they have that uh, manager position to fill. So you have the Mets manager position to fill, the Angels, uh, the Padres. Who else needs to be filled? What other pod- what other managers need to be filled? This is terrible. This is this is we were not prepared for this because we didn't talk about this one. We weren't prepared mm. to talk about this one. Yeah, uh, but it's something important that we realized that weren't. Uh, let's see the Astros. Oh yeah, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty Baker Dusty, retired. Retired, yeah. Um, I kind of have respect for Dusty because he finally got his World Series, even though he was with the Astros. The Astros weren't cheating last year, so we, everything with Dusty is kind of clean. And he was a good, good man of the game. So technically, right now, I think Craig Council hasn't signed back with Milwaukee oh, yet. That's right. Yeah. So the then, Mets are talking with him. Yeah, it's, I heard a report that Craig Council wants to set the market, like reset the market for managerial contracts. So. We're looking at ten million plus a year for a manager for Craig Cancel. Do you want to do that for a guy who will take a pitcher out in the third inning just because he feels like it? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for him. That at the same time, he's in Milwaukee, and I kind of wonder how his managerial style will be if he was like in L.A. or oh God. like some bigger market city. Yeah. Um, don't forget also Terry Francona retired. I don't know if we mentioned that's, that. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, that's the one I was looking. So for. the Guardians, they're looking future for Hall one. of Famer Terry Francona right yes. there. Um, good for Terry. Good for good for him. A long, prestigious yeah. career. Yeah, you know he was with he, he was with the Phillies when he began his managerial career. Didn't do well. Then went to Boston, tore it up in Boston. Great job mm-hmm. in Boston. Uh, and then went to Cleveland, and that team was competitive every year. They didn't win it in 2016, but they were competitive every they year. They were pretty darn co- close in 2016. Yeah, they should have won. Oh my gosh. That was the world. That was a great World Series, but I really wish that Cleveland won it because I hate Cubs fans, and I wish the Cubs fans would have suffered more. But, uh, but yeah, I don't have anything else other than kind of teasing our uh, episodes for next time. Do you have anything else? Um, what about the Phillies moving forward? You know, you just have, oh, you, oh, you want to go through like you moving forward and I moving forward with our teams? Well, just super quick. We don't have to touch on that unless we want to postpone it for another day. But I was just curious as to your initial thoughts as to what the Phillies 2024 should be like, like what's the plan moving forward? What are your thoughts on that? Otani. (laughs) Well, that's everybody's. Oh my gosh. What I would do. Um, so I kind of want to save a little bit for it, but I'll save for future, uh, podcast because we're doing them shortly. But I think, so Hoskins is a free agent. Noel is a free agent. And uh, Kimbrell's a free agent, but we're not going to resign him because everyone hates him. And um, someone else is a free agent. One other player. I can't remember. But uh, I don't think that there's going to be a flurry of moves like we've done in the last couple years because we kind of already have a lot of staples, kind of have our lineup set. Um, our pitching is pretty deep. Even if we lost Nola, we have some guys in the coming up 
in the minors and also just in the rotation already. But uh, I definitely think the goal this year is to re-sign Nola. I, I want Nola back. I know there are some people, Taylor, who don't want Nola back. Um, but Nola has been one of the most consistent pitchers in MLB. Sometimes he has bad starts. Sometimes he has great starts. Uh, I think that the pitch clock was a big deterrent for him this year. He made some adjustments, and then he had one bad start in the postseason out of five. Like, I'll take that. Um, so, ideally, what I would want is them to re-sign Nola, re-sign Hoskins, move Harper back onto the outfield, put Castellanos in left, DH, Schwarber, Castellanos, Hoskins, uh, back and forth, back and forth, um, and have Harper and also that too. Um, just because I think Hoskins is a big part of this team and I don't think it would be good for him to be gone. I do think that he probably most likely will be gone, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of a snapshot type of thing. Um, makes sense. Yeah. But if I had to choose, I would go get a Tani and I'm not trading for Mike Trout. Even though a lot of teams want to trade, a lot of people have been talking about trading for him. I don't want, I do want him. I don't want him with that money. Yeah. Because it's still got eight years left, I think. Seven or eight years left on that contract at thirty-seven, thirty-eight million, And he hasn't finished a full season in the last five years. So, yeah. That's a quick, quick, quick snapshot of what I would like the Phillies to do. Gotcha. What about the Yankees? Um, Completely rebuild the uh, entire thing. A lot of reevaluation. Or aren't they doing that? Didn't they bring in some analytics guys and like investigation of like why they're so far behind on some things? Uh, yes, uh, but the mindset still has to change. I think they've gone far too long living on their laurels, um, and they need to surround people. Sorry, they need to surround Judge with people that will help them win. Without Judge, this team won't do anything, and he needs to stay healthy. This the whole season changed when he got hurt in L.A. When he ran into that stupid fence, yep. <laughs> and he was out for two months, yep. pretty much. Yep, the team was not the same. He's the captain of the team, and you gotta surround him with some some talent. Um, I I definitely want them in the Otani race. There's still there's a lot of talk about Soto. Uh, I mean, they should at least make a shot at it. Try something. Uh, Bellinger's out there. Uh, I think Bellinger's staying in Chicago. Yeah, but they still might try something with yeah. him. Or maybe even Yanomoto from Oh yeah, that's that, that that's, D-mom Yeah. That everybody's gonna try and go for. Yeah. But just just make pushes and try to maybe develop a couple of the guys who may be worth keeping around. So like Volpe, who wasn't spectacular, but still, you know, he did all right. Yeah. He stole twenty bases, which you know for a Yankee nowadays is unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Um that that pitching staff they they need more people in the bottom of that rotation. You know, Cole is still up there. Um, they'll get Nestor Cortez back. Nasty Nestor. Yep. Uh, Rodon, you know. Well, this could, <laughs> if he doesn't do well next year, oh my, like, sorry, we're watching Red Zone and it's almost had a terrible pick. Yeah. Um, uh, he, I mean, he's been having issues pitching, but also has an attitude problem. He needs to fix that. <laughs> Um, I, I wanted Rodon so bad last year, but seeing how he handled the stuff in New York, he would not be liked right now in Philly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they still had a above 500 season, which, you know, most teams would take, but I'm just going to say it again. I'm pretty sure I've said it on this podcast before. It's the, it's the Yankees. 
it's the Yankees. Um, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. So we're gonna have some future podcasts in the next couple months before the opening day and spring training happens. But uh, about free agency, um, kind of our predictions where they're gonna go. Oh, they need to look for a new hitting coach. I forgot about that too. Okay, gotcha. Uh, we're going no we'll Sean Casey we'll, anymore. We'll dig. We'll dig deep into the Yankees' problems and the Phillies' uh, goals for next year over the next couple podcasts. Um, I think we're going to tease, uh, we'll talk about some other stuff moving forward, but yes. we're going to, we're going to get some guests on the show as well. Um, some of our friends and, and, um, see if we can get some different perspective on stuff instead of you hearing us blabber us, blabber mouth us back and forth. Um, but, uh, we're having fun with this. Sorry. We waited so long for this to happen. That's my fault. And more specifically the Phillies fault, uh, for having that happen. But, uh, no, I'm uh, looking forward to the future of uh, the with the off season with um, our podcast moving forward, and it'll be a good time. Yeah, I mean, when we first started it, one of our main motivators was talking about how terrible the rule changes were. It's true. We've come a long way, <laughs> and now we and now we you know now we're talking about oh the rule changes aren't so bad, we're, we're, and now we're more of a we moved in a more general direction, which I like. I like that we're now one dimensional. No, yeah, no, well, we're yeah. we're. Uh, diversifying and, yeah. and, and uh, diversifying ex- our portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was, you know, we had fun first full season that we had, cause we started back in January in turn. We had, we started in the off season last year for our first podcast, but we got through one full season. I think it was success in terms of our podcasts and what we talked about. You know, we've only had one guest on with, with Taylor, but we want to, we want to have more guests on. We want to have, sure. we want to have more different topics so that way we're just not talking about, you know, just baseball one-on-one. We want to have some, uh, one of our friends could talk about the, um, kind of like the background of like why pitchers are developing more injuries. And, um, I have, uh, my PT, I might talk my PT when I had shoulder surgery, he was part of the Seattle Organ Seattle Mariners organization. And I kind of wanted to have him on. Um, but we're going to try to get people on, might not get those people on, but you know, we have some connections where we want to, um, get you guys some more information and some more interesting topics moving forward. And, and they're not even necessarily us experts. I was talking with my sister, shout out to Jessica Otterbein. Uh, she was like, you know, I just want to get on the show and talk about growing up with baseball and with our dad and playing baseball in the backyard, taking us to games and stuff. And yep. I'm like, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. So watch out for stuff like that as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's um, it's been it's been a good time so far, and uh, we're we're not stopping. This isn't like a, we're stopping. We're we're continuing to do this. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to say before uh, we uh, end the regular the the twenty twenty three season of uh, the Junk Baller Podcast? The twenty twenty three baseball season can go away. Can go away. Yeah, I kind of agree a little bit yeah. with that. Yeah. But not the junk baller 2023 season. No, no, no. The junk. Oh, I should rephrase that. The yes. regular season for MLB or the 2023 MLB season is over with. The yes. topic is done. We are now looking forward to the next year, 2024 season, and the free agency that's going to happen, and the 2024 season of the junk baller podcast. Is that better? Should I? Is that better phrasing? Yeah. Sure. Okay. There we go. Um, yeah, we're, we're we're pros here. You know, no Mickey Mouse, okay? First class production. First class production. Um, shout out to the room there. But um, yeah, let's finish it up. And uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll catch you next time on the uh, Junk Baller Podcast. Cowboys don't cry and heroes don't die. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a very obscure reference. Uh, but anyway.
Thank you. Enjoy listening and uh, we'll catch you next time.